here. I have Isha Siwa advisor. How are you, mate? Really good, mate. Really good to be here. Today we have a very close friend of ours, Goran Lonkar. Goran is an expert advisor in Money Empire, uh, our senior team, and also a credit guru. Goran, how are you? Pleasure to be here. Very well, thank you. Good man. Goran, obviously uh, a multicultural background, uh, yes. come from offshore, uh, and been in the industry for a while now. We're talking or expanding on one of our earlier episodes on how a bank looks at you and how they obviously um, meet you or work out how you can borrow money. So we're talking about serviceability. You know the crux of this inside and out with pretty much every bank and financial institution. What are some of the main points that you think decline a client from getting a mortgage? Um, probably something they are looking at today in terms of um, serviceability and um, whether or not they or, or a bank gives a loan to a certain individual is um, obviously around account, account conduct. All right. So um, you're saying transactions in there that might say um, drug money. Yep, correct. So um, bank looks at that and thinks, "Hang on a minute, what's going on here?" Correct. Yeah. So you, I've you've showed me a bit, and I've you've seen from clients where they have between friends, they have a bit of fun, obviously, and they're just taking the mickey. There's no truth behind the the connotation of gambling, drug money, or whatever. You're saying a bank will look at that and frown upon that. Yeah, quite badly? correct. Yeah. So there's been a couple of instances <clears throat> in the past where, um, you know. Uh, um, a person has transferred money to a friend or a relative and labelled it as something that's probably inappropriate or, or uh, with a bit of an expletive. And Can I ask, what are the funniest ones you've seen oh. or most inappropriate? Um, probably not ones that we can mention over the over the airwaves, but there's been a, certainly if, um, a couple of ones that have gone around our office and we had a bit of a laugh, but in the end, um, it's nothing to laugh about if it's um, going to make a decline on a person's application. If you're the advisor on this... We're putting together the application for the loan through to a bank. How would you get around this? Um, I would probably, well, part of my job obviously is to um, go through a person's um, bank statements to make sure there aren't any sort of um, red flags or, or question marks around our account conduct or, conduct or what I see. So if I do see something in there, I would contact the client first and to make sure there's a, a reasonable explanation around that. And then um, I would go to the bank and tell them, why this has been labelled as what it has. So you're talking about background history and understanding. Correct. Okay. Yeah, Got correct. Yeah. Obviously, you mentioned account conduct. What's some of the other things that, that stop someone from getting a mortgage? Yeah, well, look, um, a bank uh, is obviously there to lend people money, but they have to ask themselves, why should we lend a person X amount of money? So, for example, half a million dollar mortgage if someone who can't keep their account like an, a transactional account in order. So we're talking about dishonor fees, late payments, um, um, going into unarranged overdraft. All of those things uh, impose quite a crucial piece to the puzzle and um, it can affect the outcome quite significantly. So for a general person out there, they might have one dishonor a month that is purely just timing of money, income coming in that they receive and then obviously bills that go out can actually have quite a big effect on someone's loan application. Absolutely. So um, in this day and age, a bank would probably want to see your last three months bank statements. And if they do see quite a significant amount of this happening over and over, um, more than likely th they will say no. Is there a way to get around this if a bank does decline them and then they say it's because of unarranged overdrafts? What's the next 
solution to this? Yeah, well, you can um, uh, paint a clear picture to the bank on um, what the client, well, first of all, what the reasoning behind it is and what the client will do from this point on. That, that may be something um, in terms of budgeting, something that we can help them with, um, but expressing a good account, uh, account conduct is, is vital, especially for first-time buyers out there. So having a look at these uh, as a person that's potentially wanting to borrow money is quite good looking at your account, seeing what's happening in there, not going into overdraft, not having silly labels on transactions, something that we personally wouldn't even think of is actually quite a big detriment. Oh, absolutely. For anyone out there who's thinking of getting a mortgage and they do have a bit of a flaky um, history, um, can actually improve themselves. That's the only way to do it. Be disciplined and make sure their account conduct is in order. And I would say do that in advance so when it comes time to apply for a mortgage going forward, they would have actually, you know, have a clean record. Tell me, how do banks or financial institutions look at credit cards, car finance? Mm -hmm. Is it frowned upon? Is it okay? What's this all about? Look, everyone's different, so everyone has a different history. So there could have been a time in a person's life where they had to acquire a car at a certain point to obviously get from A to B, but they didn't have the funds. So obviously car finance comes into play, um, credit cards as well, um, in terms of having um, access to, to funds at a certain point in time if they don't have physical cash or savings to buy things. Um, that's all fine. As long as those repayments are met and up to date and they stay within their limits, particularly on credit cards, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be an issue. So again, paying bills on time, um, being clear around that, um, no dishonor fees, no late fees. How do, do, does an does a bank look at history on that if they've got an appetite for debt at all? And what I mean by debt is short term debt. I'm not talking about uh, post mortgages. I'm talking about short-term stuff, so cue cards, store cards, credit cards, yep. car finance, yep. are, are they wary of this kind of stuff? Yep, absolutely. So a bank will obviously um, raise their eyebrows a little bit, should, should a person have, say, more than one credit card or, or a cue card or, or two car finances or, or a personal loan, they have to um, ask themselves again um, why this person has these and, and obviously um, if, if the repayments have been met. But um, all those things that you just mentioned, such as a cue card or a credit card or a personal loan, does affect um, their servicing capability in terms of when putting the loan application together. If I'm squeaky clean, I don't have outside debt, but I have a credit card that is never used or always paid off in full each month. I have no late fees, nothing, but I have 20 grand limit on that. Is that going to affect my loan or the ability to borrow the money? Yep, absolutely. So it's all income dependent as well. So so um, income will... Um... Let's say in this case, things are tight mm -hmm. and I'm wanting X amount from the bank to buy my first home or buy a home. Um, I have a $20,000 limit on my card. Is that going to affect it? Yep, absolutely. So a credit card with a $20,000 limit um, shaves off about 600 per month in terms of serviceability costs. Right. Yeah. But okay. there's no reason for um, you or the individual with the $20,000 limit to decrease that to say something that will be more suitable to the individual, um, something like, you know, four or $5,000. So my argument to you or to the bank is, that, but I actually don't use the car that's paid off in full, but what you're saying is you actually have the ability to go pull that money out to the limit, which then the bank have to take into repayment. Absolutely agree. Ah, gotcha. That, that's a real catch, that one. Yeah. I, I yep. know that's a real yep. catch. We've talked about account conduct, um, outside debt, 
credit cards and that, anything else? Yeah, so like I mentioned before, obviously income will dictate how much the bank is going to um, um, lend you in terms of the amount, um, serviceability uh, around that is key. So um, student loan comes into play as well. If a person has a student loan, um, obviously that comes directly out of their pay. Um, that's obviously accounted for serviceability and um, and stable income. Stable income. Banks love clean, yeah. PAYE employed people. Yeah. yeah. Bonuses, commission. How would a bank look at a sole commission uh, income earner? Yep. So someone that earns obviously is um, very commission dependent. Um, it would also um, involve uh, pretty much just. Um, giving the bank or supplying the bank a little bit extra info, such as um, last two years tax summaries or earnings or something from an accountant if they are self-employed. Uh, but again, uh, another key thing to mention probably would be, um, it all depends on how much income you earn. So yeah. if you earn a lot of money, the more you earn, the more you spend. So it's not as easy as um, you know putting an application together for a mortgage and working it out on um, you know today's interest rates at 3.49. What is something we see all the time as a company, a client comes in, they say, I earn 150 grand a year. You go, that's fantastic. We can use that for servicing. However, I'm going to need proof. You get a pay slip. Their base salary is 100. They're meant to get 50K of bonuses, which sometimes are met, sometimes aren't. And they think they earn 150. Yep. So in someone like that, we do see that quite often, unfortunately. People think they earn um, X amount when in reality they don't. Um, something like this um, can um, be seen from the bank as um, coming back to us and saying, look, this person actually doesn't earn that much. Um, and, and that's when it could um, affect their ability to borrow the amount that they want to borrow originally. Fantastic. Goran Lonkar, Senior Advisor here at Money Empire. Insight from you is completely outstanding and knowledgeable. Ethan Masiwa, co-host here. Absolutely outstanding sort of detail around what banks really look at, but some true insight into the small finer details from the Senior Advisor, Goran Lonkar. Just a shout out to him too. If you're struggling to get a loan or you want to get a mortgage, uh, come see Goran. He is definitely got the goods. Thanks, guys. Pleasure. Thanks again for tuning in to Beyond the Field podcast. To stay up to date, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcast and Spotify. And if you have any questions or topic you want to discuss, contact us on our social media platforms or www.moneyempire.co.nz. Thanks for listening.